Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening to you wherever you are. This is Reverend Esther R. Scott of New Birth Ministries wishing you victory, Yeshua, love, joy, peace, wit, wealth, success, patience, virtue, good health, money, mercy, grace, support, wisdom, positivity, abundance, prosperity, greatness, comfort, and relief. Church Online with me, Reverend Essie, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is for those who cannot attend the usual brick-and-mortar service who need to hear the word. Amen. Know that we're praying for you and for God to send you favor quickly. Also remember that troubles don't last always. You have the victory, my friend. God bless. Check out our website at revessie.org. pray that you're having a beautiful day. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and I hope you're having a good day, and if it doesn't be going good, as I always say, bless it yourself. Amen. I pray that all is going well with this system today that's working well. <laughs> if, it, if it isn't, my daughter will let me know. Hallelujah. Amen. God gave you his power. The power lives in you, in the person of the Holy Ghost. So use his power. Allow him to teach you how to conquer everything that comes up against you and tries to stop you from being free and successful in this walk. Amen. Get your swords, a drink and a snack, and maybe a tablet and a pen or whatever it is that you use, and sit back. And today we're going to talk about uh, the subject, get help. Get help. Simply two words. Amen. Get help. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, we're just listening to a bunch of words. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Some people can't say that. We thank you for being our Father and loving us. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come to you, to talk to you, and ask for whatever it is that we need or want, and you will supply. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, just when man thinks that he has something over our heads and he thinks that we need man, we need him, you step in and show them all that we don't need any of them. All we need is you, and you're awesome. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross and shedding your blood for us the way that you did. You are outstanding. There's nobody like you. We love you. We worship you, and we adore you. And sometimes, Lord, these platforms don't allow us to play music or whatever, um, certain legal reasons, but we are still in our hearts going to praise you. Hallelujah. We're still going to worship you even before it starts, even before we start, Lord God, like I did today, listen to praise and worship, praised you, and I 
feel awesome. Praise precedes. Praise and worship precedes the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, use me today to deliver some words to somebody that they need to hear that will free them. The rest of us are set free. All the believers are set free, and it is our intentions to go out and set other people free and tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Not talk about bad things that happen in life because it happens to everybody, but to be uplifting, to be encouraging, and to show love to other people, to get rid of our inhibitions and just go out and share with other people. Lord God, we're lifting up all other prayers to you that were delivered to us, uh, uh, people that need help, and people that are um, uh, addicted We're lifting up people who are addicted to eating, not just one certain thing. Addiction is a distraction, and it keeps them away from trusting in you. It keeps them away from you. Lift up people who are lonely. Lift up the the women looking for husbands and the men looking for good wives and women for good good husbands, that is, as well. And and we lift up the children that need love and need help. We lift up the orphans and the widows, Father God, who need help, which are part of what we're going to talk about today. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you for loving us. And this uh, gathering today and all others that we do, however we do it, bless them all and cover them. I cover them all with the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy and wonderful matchless name. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. And um, before I start uh, I'll, I'll be doing this out of Acts today, Acts, uh, Acts chapter 6. And before so, I would like to, if you don't mind, okay, I would like to first read to you our purpose statement, or as some may call it, our mission statement. Uh, God showed me this this morning, and, and, and I believe it's time for me to, uh, to, to say what this is, because God's doing so much in New Birth Ministries now um, that uh, it's time. Okay, and this is our mission statement. Amen. New Birth Ministries, founded 2-1492, led by Reverend Esther Scott, a.k.a. Reverend Essie, or Essie, exists to provide for saints to be encouraged and edified through our articles, videos, radio show, gatherings, and posts, as well as a safe haven for sinners to come and hear the gospel of Jesus in various ways, which will enable them to seek salvation. We are not to be held responsible for any misinformation that may be posted by us that may be considered by some as be mean and infringing, disrespectful, or bashing to others, for that is not our heart. We are a 501c3 organization, tax exempt entity led by Reverend Mr. Scott and not limited by brick and mortar. We were recognized by the Liverpool newspaper of Washington, Pennsylvania, through a well-written and appreciated article on December 8, 2008, as one of the forerunners of online ministry in our area. We are to be an effective form of media for the purpose of kingdom advancement on this earth, to be a light for men to follow a way out of darkness. It is our desire to relate to our community around and around the world, to be accessible in meeting the needs of our readers and listeners. We will continue to shine the light of Jesus Christ over nations, nation, inspiration, Bible studies, and prayer that is founded upon the word of God while saturating the atmosphere with worship and praise to the Lord Jesus via the internet, radio, television, and or print. 
We pray that you are blessed by New Birth Ministries, and we pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is our mission statement, um, purpose statement, some people call. Hallelujah. I hope you were blessed by that. Amen. Now, Acts 6, let's get straight to get help. (laughs) And as you see what I wrote at the beginning, let me see, I can't find it here, but I put on... Whenever I uh, um, put the, in the description, I was telling don't be a jack of all trades. You ever hear people say, oh, I'm a jack of all trades. Oh, yeah, I'm a jack of all trades. That's eh, nice. They say that or whatever. They, can, they, they know a little bit about something, something. But God wants us to be a master of one. Amen. In order to get more than one, we have to ask him for the gifts. He says, ask him for the gifts. So today I'm saying, don't be a jack of all trades. Be a master of one. Amen. Hallelujah. Know what to do with that one talent. Amen. Don't bury it. Don't bury it under the other five. Okay. Don't bury it. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter seven, and it reads, I mean, Acts chapter six, and it reads like this. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Notice the wording. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parthenus, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, laid... And they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied again in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Amen. And I'll stop there. I will bring up, I think I do nine, eight, nine, uh, nine and ten. But I want to start out with um, getting help. Notice that the, the disciples needed help. And when we first start out, there were more than just what we heard of. Amen. When you serve the Lord God Almighty, it would be wise to have help. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Have help. Don't be afraid to seek help. The disciples who by this time had multiplied to more than what we are used to seeing in movies, plays, and even in the mouths of some ministers. Amen. You always hear about 12. Amen. After a while, there were more than the usual Simon, who Jesus named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip. Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Alphaeus, Simon, 
who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor until they replaced him with Matthias. Now, some people, we have a, a big James, and some they call him little James. Amen. Notice we have two Simons. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, those were the 12. But it changed. They multiplied. Amen. Now, while they were doing the ministry, notice it says the Greeks who believed were interested in getting their widows taken care of and inquired for them in Acts 6.1, as we read. The many disciples had to assign what we call today, and you may have heard this word, deacons, okay, to do the work that was needed as in serving the tables. This is where deacons come in. Deacons came, were, were assigned, came in in Acts chapter 6. The, the disciples needed someone to help them as they were giving the word of God. Amen. And in Greek, that word is diakonos, D-A-K-O-N-O-S, which means deacon, one who executes the commands of another, okay, especially of a master, a servant, attendant, or a minister. Amen. Deacon, the servant of a king. A deacon, one who by virtue of the office assigned to him by the church, cares for the poor and has charge of and distributes the money collected for their use. A waiter, one who serves food and drink, the ones who serve during church luncheons and the like, okay, are actually doing the part of a deacon minus the title and recognition. If you're serving food in church during a gathering, you're doing deacon work. You, you are the deacon, amen? Hallelujah. If you're cleaning the bathroom to make sure everything's okay while there's a gathering going on, or even every Sunday or whatever, whatever day you have church, amen, you are a deacon. The one who cleans the toilet are deacons. The ones who cut the grass or changes the light bulbs, they are all deacons. The ones that shovel snow are deacons, whether they have been giving that, given that title or not. Amen. Now, what was happening here was uh, the beginning of church strife and jealousy, amen, jealousy between the Greeks and the Hebrews. There was jealousy in the church assembly, and isn't that just like what we're going through today? There's always somebody, there's always church strife, some kind of strife going on, and if there isn't going on, then something's wrong because the devil's going to try to pick on something to stir up some strife. He is the father of strife and division. Amen. There is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9 says, The thing that has been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that in the Ten Commandments movie, some of you may have have heard a version of that sentence. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are called to do a thing, to do what you are called to do, do, do what you were called to do and, and none other. Okay? 
Everybody plays a part. Focus on whatever that is God has called you to do. The main important word here is focus. Focus. Pray to God. Ask him what he wants. Ask him how he, Lord, how do you want to use me? I feel a, a calling. I feel a, a strong being uh, an apostle. I feel, I feel a strong pull on being a prophet. I feel a strong pull on teaching the people about Jesus Christ. Amen. Ask him to strengthen you in that area, to teach you. He's the great teacher. If anybody knows, Jesus does. Amen. Everybody plays a part. Notice that in Acts 6, the 12 said that it's not reasonable that they should leave the word of God to serve tables. They really loved delivering the word of God. And they needed help. They could not effectively, okay, no distractions, they could not effectively deliver the word of God and watch the tables um, being help, needing help, people who needed help, people, the, the widows, and, and as you can see, the Greeks were concerned about the widows. They, okay, we have too many people out there now, okay, today who are jacks of all trades and masters of none, and some are proud to be that way. Amen. They're not getting done what they think they're getting done. They're not putting 100% into it. You can't put 30% into four, five, what, three subjects and think that all three are going to be strong. One subject has to be 100%. When Jesus died for us, he died for us 100%. He gave 100%. He gave his flesh. He gave his, 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 uh, his, his body. He gave his blood for us. He, gave, he laid down his life for us 100%. Can we not give him 100% back and do what we were called to do and not attempt to do what we're called to do and what a couple other people were called to do. They can handle their own. As they say, stay in your own lane. Amen? Amen? The Bible says that God is, uh, God is not the author of confusion. We know who is. I believe that's why there's so much confusion in the church because there are people who are doing things that they are not called to do. Now, I know that sounds hard, but it's true. There are people who are, and, and you're not feeling the full effect of what they're supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God because they're doing too much. My, they're not assigned to do some of the things that they're doing. Have you ever heard of the term that some and some just went, amen. It happens a lot. Some people were sent. As you might, some of you listening to this might have seen, I posted uh, the word that was spoken over me when I graduated from Bible college, okay? And Pastor Janet and Pastor Ed said that I, we set, first they said we set her out, and I don't know if it was a correction or if they added to it, and they said we send her out in the name of Jesus. See, I'm, I've been sent. So for all the people that have a question, that's the answer. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It happens a lot. People just step out and do their own thing. And God didn't assign that to them at all. There are deacons stepping over apostles and disciples' heads. Amen. They should be assigned to do what they do, not just take over. You know, maybe it's just me, but I don't agree with deacons choosing the church, uh, the church's next pastor either. 
I'm sure some of you may see when churches need a pastor and they leave it up to the deacons to choose the pastor. The church should be in on the choosing. Amen. They are the sheep. God says, my sheep know my voice. Okay? My sheep know the voice. That's everybody, not just a chosen few. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somewhere, somewhere in terms of uh, deacon, diakonos, got lost in translation. You've heard of too many cooks in the kitchen and too many chiefs in the tribe? That's exactly what's happening. Amen. Amen. Does not have two thumbs, does it? Our hand does not have five thumbs. Each finger and each thumb is there for purpose. God made it that way for purpose. Hallelujah. They all need each other. As human beings, we need each other. We need contact with other people. And you've heard, I've said it a million times, no man is an island and no man stands alone. And yes, that is a beautiful gospel song. See if you can find it on iTunes or maybe YouTube or something. No man is an island and no man stands alone. We all need each other. I've heard a lot of people say, and I've used to say myself, I'm, I'm a, um, how do you say, I stay to myself. I don't bother anybody, you know. I'm, I'm a, oh, I'm a loner. That's the term. I'm a loner. No. Jesus wasn't a loner. <laughs> the apostles weren't, a lo- weren't loners. The disciples weren't loners. Hallelujah. We all need each other. Now, I can see if you want peace or privacy once in a while. Okay, whatever. That's good. But don't be a loner. Okay? Go out. I believe being a loner is nothing. And nobody, nobody would want to admit this, but I know exactly what it is. It's fear. Been there, done that. It's fear. Amen? Hallelujah. A name is not just a name. When the disciples were looking for deacons, they were looking for men of full report, honest and full of the Holy Ghost with lots of wisdom. How many people do you know get positions that, first of all, are not honest, okay, okay, not of good report? Uh, they, you know, okay, I, I can see if something happened in the past and it's over and done with and they, they, they uh, repented of it. Okay, but not that they're still living it. Okay, and when you would, when you when you get somebody to fulfill a position in the church, okay, in your ministry, whatever inside, outside, whatever it should be, Amen. Make sure that they are full of the Holy Ghost with a lot with a lot of wisdom. Okay, okay, that doesn't mean a smart aleck. Or somebody who thinks that they're better than everybody, they thinks they're smarter than everybody. It means somebody that you can see. When you look at them and you listen to them and you watch them, you can see that they follow, they're following something. They're following the, the voice of the Holy Ghost. They're being led by God's Holy Spirit. Amen? That's how you choose somebody, not just because you like them. Amen? You know, I, 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 I want, the reason I want to get this clear it's because I've experienced something myself, okay? One pastor should not have another pastor picking up chairs and cleaning the church because they're both leadership in the body of Christ. That pastor should have had deeds in their church to do that kind of work. I had it happen to me before, and I've never been back. I'm a servant who delivers the word of God, and I don't believe that I should be invited to someone's church just so that I, you know, to preach, yes, just so that I can clean the toilet, move the chairs, and scrub the floor when it's over, unless I offer personally to do so. Amen? 
That was out of order. And actually, all they had to do really was to ask me while they were inviting me, and I would have had a heads up first. Amen? When you're preaching the word, you get a lot of people, I, I believe all of us, okay, get tired. You're, you're, you're getting, you're um, spelling, spelling energy, a lot of energy. Okay, it takes a lot out of you. When the Holy Spirit uses somebody, you know, mm, that's a good sign. When the Holy Spirit uses somebody, you will know it because they, you, you can feel the energy coming out of them. When the woman with the issue of blood was following, crawling up to Jesus, and she touched the, the, the bottom, the hem of his garment, he felt that energy come out of him. And he told everybody, who touched me? He said, I felt it. He felt the energy come out. Out of him, amen. You ministry, you feel energy. You can feel some people just get tired after it's through, amen. That's why after a preacher preaches, uh, we need to be careful of trying everybody, everybody running up there trying to get uh, his or her personal attention. Those people, they need a drink, they need some water or some coffee. You don't that fried chicken dinner that everybody's used to making them. Amen. Let them let them re up. Let them re-energize. Amen. Hallelujah. Now there's some preachers, according to according to their um, their uh, maturity, I've seen it happen. There's some preachers that can stand there for an hour praying for everybody. And some preachers do. That's their calling. God gives them that much. God gives them enough. That's what they do to pray on people. They get souls saved and everything. Amen. Hallelujah. There's diff- different uh, giftings in the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Note in verse 4, he says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. He's telling people that's what we need. To, that's what we want to do. Give ourselves, give, see, Give ourselves continually to prayer into the ministry of the word. Amen. They want to focus. That's your word, focus. Hallelujah. It also says that his saying pleased the multitude, which means all of the disciples happy with what we said. They all agreed. Their spirits agreed. This is consecration to prayerfulness and a minister's duty. Consecration is the act of making something holy and sacred. It is the action of ordaining someone to a sacred office, such as a bishop or an apostle or whatever. Amen. There has to be respect in the church. There has to be a respect for what the minister is doing for the kingdom of heaven. My Lord, we need more of that today. Nowadays, people don't respect ministers as much at all, much less their time and their privacy. People don't even give you time or to pray. I find nowadays a lot of people that I talk to are having a hard time just getting in that closet, going into their prayer closet and praying. There's so much going on around us nowadays. We have to press in. I'm sure you've heard of wine press. You have to press in before you can become sweet wine. Amen? There's so much vanity in the world that people think that they should come before a person's ministry. I recently had a long-time friend get up with me because I chose my ministry over them. I still love them, yes, and I always will. But I had already dedicated my life to the ministry of Jesus Christ. 
Never dedicate yourselves to vanity, but to the kingdom of heaven instead. God's before me. My God, thank you, Lord. No other God's before me. He comes first, everything else flows. If something takes your attention away from God, it's not a good thing. Amen? The word says that vanity will one day be no more, and all will be placed in the fiery pit. We don't have time as Christians to please man, but we need to start doing more pleasing for God. Amen? Please God more. Amen? Now we see what Solomon meant when he said, all is vanity. Amen? All is vanity. Everything is done. When I had my church, there were times that I had to go into the sanctuary, get on my knees and pray. I totally enjoyed it. It was my time, me and God. And while doing so, someone walk in and start a confession right in the middle of my prayer time, but no respect to what I was doing, nothing. I remember being on my knees when having a wonderful time talking to the Lord and somebody walked into the sanctuary and actually said, what's up? Why are you crying? <laughs> While I'm having private time with the Lord. See the distraction there? See the bombardment? That's what the devil does. He bombards. You would think that they would know that it's all part of having a, re- having a relationship with God. I could have been crying for something good, or I could have been crying over some chastisement or something that God was giving me at that time. Or I could have been crying for someone else who asked for prayer. Somebody was dying of cancer, somebody whose child died, and they felt that they should go before the child goes. As far as having compassion for them, I could have been having compassion for somebody. Amen? And it might have moved me in that way. I don't think that ministers have to explain all the time why they're rocking, moaning, humming, or crying in their personal, quote-unquote, spiritual time. That is actually devilish oppression to keep you from doing the Lord's work. It is a distraction. Hallelujah. Acts 6-5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, not a worldly man, and notice Nicholas was a proselyte of Antioch. You get all kinds. God can use anybody. Amen? When you look up the word proselyte, P-R-O-S-E-L, Y-T-E. It's a person who has a convert, who is converted from one opinion, religion, or party to another. So yes, we can accept someone who is converted from one religion to Christianity. If the old time disciples trusted them, then we can trust them now unless they prove themselves to be difficult, hard to work with. Amen. And as they laid their hands on them, the word of God increased. People got saved and came to Jesus. And the number of the disciples, once again, multiplied. You should always have multiplication of some kind in your life, not just in people's ministries. You should always have some kind of multiplication in your life. If you have nothing going on and if everything is boring and you are in an Ichabod state, the, the, the spirit is not there. Nothing is working. 
okay? Cut tree down, it's dead. Amen? It says, greatly they multiplied. That's more than usual. Greatly. Greatly they multiplied. God did a great work in Jerusalem. And he can also do the same for Jerusalem today. Pray for the Orthodox Jews who have yet to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. They say he's a rabbi or a teacher, okay? But they will not accept the fact that he is God's Son, the Savior of their souls. The Bible says to Stephen, a man full of the Holy Ghost, did many miracles, works, and wonders, because he was full of the Holy Ghost, among the people, which shows us that it is imperative that we be full of the Holy Ghost to do so. If you want to do what Stephen did, he was a holy man, full of the Holy Ghost, and did a lot of miracles, signs, and wonders. Be full of the Holy Ghost and be able to do it too. There's too many people out there acting like Simon, the witch that wanted to buy the Holy Ghost off of the disciples, okay? And you can't buy God. You cannot buy God. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Talk to him. Have a relationship with him. Use the key called Jesus. Open up the door to the kingdom of heaven, and God, all of heaven will be opened unto you in Jesus' name. Say, God, teach me how to be successful for your kingdom. Teach me how to win souls to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, I suggest you start right now because he's waiting for you. Your power is in your relationship with the Holy Ghost. And people are saying, you know what, there's churches out there and they have, there's no healing going on. There's no um, reparation going on, restoration going on, no financial blessings going on. Just the same old, same old, same thing every week, every week. And nothing changes. Nothing grows. When you put a, a tomato seed in the ground, isn't the tomato plant going to grow? If you put a seed in the ground and your plant's not growing, it's dead. There's no spirit. Amen. You plant in the Holy Ghost and water it. Amen. Your power is in your relationship with the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave them to us. And the last thing we want to do is to refuse the gift of the Savior, which actually one-third of the Trinity of heaven. You want some heaven? i got some heaven for you. His name is Holy Ghost. He's in you now. you got a part of heaven in you right now. Amen. Amen. Things go his way, not ours. And don't ever think that you won't have people who will go against whatever it is that you're teaching. There are going to be people who are not going to agree with either what you were teaching or how you were teaching it or the look of your face or your hair or how you talk or the way you move or your idiosyncrasy, whatever. Okay? There's definitely just going to go against you. All is not going to be well and fine all the time. Amen? When we look at verse 7, now, if these people dispute with a man full of the Holy Ghost, they will dispute anybody. They could not have had much of the whole with Stephen. Stephen, spirit knows spirit. Amen? They had no discernment. But they're too full of the law to be free. You know, it's like the horse that's tied to the lawn chair who doesn't know that he's actually free. He will stand there until he is ex- exhausted, not realizing. All you have to do is walk. 
and the lawn chair will drag along with him. It's all in your mind. It's a mental thing. In jail, in your mind. Amen. The word also says that they were not able to resist the wisdom in the spirit by which he spoke. And the Bible also says that they were stubborn men. They were clinging to the law. Some of them began to feel a little something, something, but they were just so stubborn. Amen. They, they, they were so used to talking about the law, respecting the law, living the law, that they couldn't see freedom staring them in the face. Amen. It's hard to resist the Holy Ghost unless you're straight up who refuses to accept God in your life. Amen. And these Orthodox men began to speak about how Stephen was going against Moses. Okay, not Jesus, Moses. They were still living by the old school master and didn't know about the freedom in Christ Jesus yet. They were worshiping the wrong deliverer. Oh, my. Respect the first, yes, but worship the latter, which is what matters. But worship Jesus. Worship the freedom that you have in Jesus. Give him thanks. The song is thanks to the Holy One. Amen. Galatians 3.24, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster, bring us unto Christ, that, that we might be justified by faith. And then Galatians 3.25, but after that faith has come, okay, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. They just would not accept it. So they arrested Stephen. And they set up a false witness. Isn't that what the, your enemy likes to do? They always like to set up a false Always put tell a lie on it. You can tell one lie and a thousand people will accept it. Amen. Tell the truth and everybody will walk away. They don't want to hear that. So they set up false witnesses against Steve and they'll do the same thing to you today. This is why the Bible says beware of those who have too many people who like them because something is wrong. You should have someone who goes against you in some kind of way. They did it to you and they'll do it to you. They slandered Stephen and persecuted him and brought him to the council and said he spoke blasphemous words in the holy place and the law. As you can see, they were still under the law, didn't know the freedom in Christ Jesus. And notice verse 14. It's very imperative that you do so, and I'll read it, Acts 16, 14, and 15. It says, For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly on him. And as they were looking at Steve, they saw his face as if it had been the face of an angel. Now they're looking at the, they're looking at the guy, and his face looks like the face of an angel. Okay? And if you saw someone who has the face of an angel, wouldn't you kind of change your mind or at least think twice about what you were doing. They were holding on strong to the old school master called the law, but when they looked on Stephen, his face was shining with radiancy like an angel. That would make me change my mind about things. And sure enough, after a while, stoned Stephen to death. They stoned to death a man full of the Holy Ghost you know, that's pure evil. Pure, the man's face was shining like an angel, and they still killed him. It's like the man who rapes a nun or a pastor. 
they see that they've contributed, but they still lust for them. And probably for some, it's attractive. It's evil. It is pure evil. Satan hates us. That's why he has demons called incubus and succubus that usually attack a person at night. They're sexual demons that attack and embarrass and harass the unsuspected. That's why we have to stay prayed up. It also reminds me of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah who wanted to rape the angels that came to visit Lot. Angels came to help him out, help a brother out, and the people of the town wanted to rape the angels. They wanted to have sex with the angels. It's just pure lust and hatred. There's no respect at all here with Stephen. None. Especially from those who want to hold on and they just don't want to go and trust Jesus. I believe it was was Lot, yes, Lot Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Just people just it's pure evil. People are, the people are going around now shooting, just shooting up people in 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 in, in um, theaters and in, in, in restaurants and in schools. It's it's just evil. You want to know why, why did they do that? Because they're evil. They have so much open. The devil can fully use them. Trust Jesus. Do you trust Jesus? Are you saved? Now's the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen. And with everything that's going around in the world, as you can see, you need a friend. Jesus wants to be your friend. You have to allow him to accept him. And he's your helper, and his Holy Spirit is your comforter. If you're not saved, just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I am so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later just for me. And I accept what you've done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now go find a Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled church and learn of him. It's never too late. Your new life starts now. All old things are going away. God throws them as far as the east is from the west. Now go live, go laugh, and go love. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you very much for coming on today and listening. Some of you may listen later on my blogs or my uh, uh, podcast on Anchor. FM or um, I, I'm one about eight eight uh, different um, platforms. So I'll be out there on YouTube as well. You can you know listen to it on YouTube. Amen. Thanks for coming, and I pray that your week victoriously. And don't forget our gathering, New Birth Country get together. Our first gathering is going to be September fourth at eleven a.m. at my address. And I, if, if you're interested, get in touch with me, and I'll give you the information. Amen. God bless you. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless, and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Amen. Hallelujah.